Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff on Censor presented by my good friends over at Burns and McCoy. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you are listening to the podcast or watching. Just click on that subscribe button and then make sure you share it with your friends. All right. Never piss off a photographer, especially one that's doing your wedding. Why certain people are always going to be single. And don't hit the panic button on the Broncos yet. Don't. But first, we'll get into that. But first, do yourself and your family, friends a favor. Grab some Burns and McCoy. They got amazing hot sauce. I say it all the time, and I can't say it enough. I love Burns and McCoy. There you go. There you go. Sorry, honey. I have another love in my life. And that's Burns and McCoy. They got amazing hot sauce. Can't say that enough, like I said. Uh, But they also have great dressings, and they got salsas, mustards, margarita mix, Bloody Mary mix. Oh, it is delicious. Burns and McCoy is a family-run business. Their goal is to bring you only the best products made with the finest ingredients. Food should be fun, and they provide that fun with each unique flavor profile they offer. They're available at all grocery stores in the front range, or you can check them out at burnsandmccoy.com. All right, before we get into some of these headlines, uh, last week I I was telling you before that I got to be a chaperone on my daughter's first grade field trip, which was cool because she missed out on kindergarten field trips because of fucking COVID, but she was able to go out and I was able to be a chaperone and it was great. We went to a farm. It was hot. I hate the heat, but it was fine. It was fine. Uh, So I was in charge of like five kids and they're all pretty good, except for one kid was just like, did not want to be there. He did not want to be there, but ultimately we were good. They got to pet some goats. And every time I see a goat, I always think of Adam Sandler back in the day when he he did his his bit on one of his comedy albums where he's like, I'm the fucking goat. The old man beat me with a hickory stick. That's only funny to like part of you that have ever listened to Adam Sandler's original comedy albums. And trust me, those are all gold. Very inappropriate gold. And I love it. But anyway, so the kids, they got to pet some fucking goats, and they jumped on some bouncy castle thing. My daughter fell off some giant tires and scraped her leg, but she was fine. It was good. It was good. Good fun. Although my daughter did have a giant meltdown right at the end, and I was—I thought I was going to escape it. I thought I was. But I think she had the meltdown because I was there. If I wasn't there, I'm guessing she would have been fine. But no, she just was like, Daddy's here. Crying. But she was good. She, I ended up like, I, you know, basically gave her food. And I think she had like low blood sugar or some shit like that. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. Jesus, why are you coming to me for medical, you know, advice? No. I don't know these things. Anyway, so I shoved food in her mouth and she was fine. That one kid that was, uh, in my group, he was just like, he was just done by the end too, but he wasn't crying. It was just like, they all got these pumpkins and they all weigh about three to four pounds. And he's just like, again, they're like six years old and he was just done. And he's like, I can't lift it anymore. And that's how he was. That's how he was talking. Like it was like very dramatic old school acting you know where they're just like very over the over the top like i can't almost like william shatner he's like i can't 
go on. And I'm like, and then my daughter, what helped her snap out of her funk was when he started doing that. And she's like, I can grab it. No big deal. And then she grabs the pumpkin from him and she's, you know, she's super tiny and she just grabs it and she's like, boo, 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 I'm happy now. I'm like, okay, kids are just fucking weird, but okay, good for them. And, you know, she she was in a good mood. Didn't even say goodbye to me. She just got on the bus. I'm like, okay, whatevs. But that's kids for you. And she had a good time. It was It was fun. My son almost scored a touchdown in flag football. I got overexcited and was just like, don't stop. Keep going. He had, Essentially, he had like a 75-yard run, but it's a much shorter field, and he got very close to scoring, which was really cool, and I was very proud of him. So it was neat. It was neat. Very, it's hard not to, when your kids play sports, to interject too much. But there was a couple times where I'm watching my son and the coaches do an an amazing job of trying to keep these kids focused. I mean, he's eight years old. He he gets distracted by anything and everything that's shiny. And when he focuses, he does a really good job. The problem is is keeping them focused. So he the coach is like, okay, I need you to stand here, Jack. And he, he's like, okay, okay. And all of a sudden, he just starts looking around. He's looking at a different game that's on another field. And he's just just standing there. And all of a sudden, they snap the ball. My son's on offense, and he's just standing there looking at the other game. Everybody else is moving. And I'm like, move, Jackson, move. <laughs> it's like I try not to interject too much, but sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you got to. Poor kid. He didn't get embarrassed by it, but it was just, I felt i felt kind of bad, but sometimes you just got to do that. And it was funny because the other parents were laughing. They're like, hey, hey, I, we've all had to do that a few times. Good. Good. I don't feel like such an asshole. Anyway, let's get into some headlines. Let's go! Let's go! And now, here are the headlines. <laughs> all right. So this is a good example of why you should never be a dick to a photographer, especially one that's taking pictures of your wedding. So here's the deal. The photographer is friends of the bride and groom. Now, the photographer is also a groomer. So he does, you know, cuts hair for dogs and cats and shit like that. But he also takes pictures for of the animals for the clients. Well, the friends of the photographer are like, hey, we're getting married. You take pictures of animals. Hey, it's the same fucking thing, right? Can you, we'll pay you $250 if you be the photographer for our wedding. And he's like, ah, sure, I guess. It's a 10-hour day. That's a lot of time for such a little amount of pay. But he is a nice guy, and he decides to do it. But here's the problem. After the wedding, and it's the reception and all this shit, the guy has been working for like eight hours, hasn't taken a break. He's thirsty. He's hungry. And the groom told him that he could not stop to eat because he's the photographer. In fact, he said they didn't save him a spot at any table. At least give him like a corner table out of the way. Be like, there's the photographer. I remember our wedding day, and I'm pretty damn sure we we allowed the photographer. 
fuck, I hope we did. Otherwise, we're these people. But I'm pretty sure we gave a designated spot for the photographer so she could eat. He was really good. So the guy's tired, hungry. It's hot out. He's exhausted. But the groom was being a, just a major dick bag. Is a dick bag a thing? No, it's a douchebag. Also being a dick, okay? So the groom tells the photographer, you need to be either a photographer or leave without any pay. So the guy's like, you know what? I, w- I was so thirsty. I would have taken that $250 that they were going to pay me for this, and I would have paid for water. That's how thirsty he was. So the guy's like, you know what? No, fuck you guys. And walked out. And he deleted all the pictures. You know what? Yeah, I agree with the photographer on this one. Don't be a dick to your to the people helping you out. Don't be a dick in general. But come on. You don't need to treat people like that. Let them have fucking water. Give them a break. Nobody gives a shit, ultimately, about 99% of the pictures taken at your wedding. They don't. They don't. Especially at the reception. Guess how many times you'll look at those pictures. Once, maybe twice. That's it. That's it. So basically all you get for long-lasting photos from your wedding, there's probably like two or three pictures ultimately that you'll give a shit about. The rest, nobody cares about. So to treat somebody like garbage for a bunch of photos that you're really not going to look at maybe more than once or twice, man, you're a pile of garbage. And I applaud the photographer for going, you know what? If you're going to treat me like an asshole, I'm going to be an asshole. And I'm going to delete all the fucking pictures. Yeah. What a what a bunch of dicks. It's a fucking... It's our wedding day. This is my special day. Like, nobody gives a shit. I'm right about those pictures, by the way. We have one picture. We have a lot of beautiful pictures somewhere from our wedding day, but I believe we have two pictures out somewhere in our house, somewhere in our house. I can't even tell you where there's pictures from our wedding day. Now there's going to be exceptions to the rule. There's going to be somebody out there that are like, no, I look at my photo album like once a week. Like, okay, you probably have some issues. We don't need to get into that right now. And yes, there will be those exceptions of people that have like a whole wall full of their wedding photos. I don't get that. That's fine. But every time I go to somebody's house, I never see their fucking wedding photos other than like one fucking photo. That's it. I don't see a bunch of fucking wedding reception photos. No, because nobody gives a shit. Anyway. (laughs) Now, so we're talking about a wedding. Now we're going to move into people that are dating so there's this lady that gave her her rules for first dates these are her rules i will wear high heels to see if you're lying about your height yeah dude a lot of people lie about their height or they just don't realize how tall they are especially as you get much older you start to shrink your you know gravity compacts your spine not like by a foot (laughs) like you show up, you say you're six foot, but you're actually five two. It's not going to be that dramatic. But a lot of times people think they're six foot, but they're actually five ten. Is that really that big of a fucking deal? If it is, you're a bitch. Anyway, 
uh, I will arrive three to five minutes late to see how you react. Okay, that's weird. I'm actually more upset the fact that you would think that that's an okay test. Because me, if I'm on a first date and you show up late, that's a red flag. Obviously, you don't give a shit. And I will probably leave. I probably wouldn't. But I don't like people being late. I think, if anything, you should be early. And that should be removed. And to think that you think that that's okay tells me that you're a psycho. Uh, don't pretend you didn't look me up before this. On Facebook, yeah. Facebook stalking? Yes. I encourage that if you're going out on a first date. Absolutely. Facebook stalk anybody when you're trying to meet them. You don't know what kind of person this is. If anything, you look somebody up on Facebook and then you're like, oh, God, no. No, 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 no. Look at this post. You know, whatever it may be. Like, you know, I can't believe they're, they're into furries. They're a furry. Well, maybe that might be a good thing. If you don't know what furries are, Look it up. It's a bunch of people that dress up in like furry costumes and then get freaky with it. Not all the time, but most of the time. They do. Anyway, I think Facebook stalking is a good thing. And why not be honest with them? Be like, hey, just so you know, I looked you up on Facebook. And if that freaks you out, that worries me more. Be like, you should be looking me up, too. What if I'm a psycho? What if I'm a psycho? Uh, let's see. No food, only drinks. Date must be a maximum of a, a max of two and a half hours. My social battery runs out and or I get too drunk after two and a half hours. Okay. So she's an alcoholic. Okay. We know this. She just admitted it in her list. Guy pays, but I offer as a test. Uh, a lot, that's interesting one because a lot of women, especially on the first date in, this is a mixed, mixed opinion and that's fine. Some people believe the guy should always pay. I'm that way. Now that I'm married, my wife and I have the same bank account, so it doesn't matter. Sometimes she'll be like, here, can you just pay? And I'm like, yeah, it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> it's all our money. But on a first date, a lot of people think that the guy should always pay. And I lean towards that. But now there's a lot of people that the women feel that they don't want the guy to always take care of them. So I'd, that's an interesting one to me. And, and I, I'm, thankfully, I don't have to deal with that because I'm married. And we don't have to sit there and argue about who's going to pay. Because that would be weird. I don't know. Some ladies want to be like, you know, don't think that I'm lesser than you and you have to take care of me. I'm my own woman. I get it. I get it. That's fine. I don't know how I feel about that one ultimately. Although if my daughter's being taken out by a guy, you're like, dude, that motherfucker's going to pay. <laughs> That's the way I feel about it, I guess. Hmm. A uh, guy must tell me his birthday bonus points for a birth time. Who the fuck's going to be like, I was born at 8.44 a.m.? <laughs> that's just, that's dumb. Although that is what time I was born. You're welcome. If we are to kiss, kissing sitting down is preferred. Mm, that's weird. 
That is weird. And then she also, her next thing is, don't hold my hand. What? Jesus, thank God I don't have to date anymore. If there's chicks out there like this, that bothers me. And yes, I called you chicks. Don't get mad because I called you chicks. Then the guy must text me to make sure I got home. Okay. Here's what I discovered about this list. And it's fine to have a set of rules in a sense. But ultimately, what's going to happen is you're going to be looking so hard for perfection that you're not going to find happiness. Once you stop looking for perfection, that's when you're going to find happiness. Right? Write that down. Okay. Once you stop looking for perfection, that is when you'll find happiness. Okay? Make a t-shirt out of that shit. Stop trying to find perfection. Stop. Let your guard down. That's when you're going to find love. I guarantee you, if, if this lady continues to be having these, these lists and, and living by these, the, these rules, she's going to be going on a lot of first dates. What's that getting you? Nothing. Nothing. Stop looking. The funny thing is, and, and any of you out there that are, are married or are in a, a long-term relationship, think about like when you first met your significant other. Guarantee you there's a lot of differences where before you met them, you would you'd be like, I, no way I would ever be involved with somebody that does this. Like my wife was really into like heavy metal and stuff like that. And when I met her, I was really into country music. Like I didn't listen to anything else. We were complete opposites on that. She was kind of like a skater chick, which is funny. Anybody that knows my wife, because she's not into that, but she's very, my wife is very tough. And I think that's kind of goes into her personality. Like she's just, my wife can throw a football further than a lot of guys that I know in Denver sports media. And that is a fact. Um, but I never, like with the music thing, I don't know why I said that with the football thing, but <laughs> but it's like that wasn't even on my list, like that she would have to be athletic and all this stuff. But like the music thing, I would never have thought, like I would have thought that you would have to find somebody that liked everything you like and you had this list in your head. No, it's the differences that make it more interesting and gives you more conversation to sit there and talk to somebody. I don't want somebody to be like exactly like me and think the exact same way as me. Like I freak, freak out about being late on things. There's times where I'm more anal and freak out. Like, I'll be way too ready to go to something and be like, She's, we're not fucking leaving for another 30 minutes. Drives her nuts. But that's, we're, we're not the exact same. It just, it drives me nuts when I see people like this that we're, they're like, you know, I have these standards. I have, you got to meet these. If you're lying about your height, what else are you lying about? Are you a serial killer? No. God. I don't drive a fucking ice cream truck. Come on. We went over this last episode. Anyway, yeah, just, just stop looking for perfection. Stop coming up with these rules. 
you're going to be single a long, a long time. If you want to find happiness, stop looking for, for, for perfection. Anyway, you're welcome, people. I just, I just saved a lot of lives right there. You're welcome. You're welcome. All right. Since 2010, Terrapin Care Station has been providing patients and customers with premium cannabis products at low prices. With online ordering, you can order quickly and conveniently. For up-to-date products and promotions, head to TerrapinCareStation.com or come visit one of their six convenient Colorado locations. They have an incredibly friendly and professional staff who will help you find the cannabis products that are right for you. Whether it's in one of their dispensaries or just around town, you'll always feel welcome and well cared for. You're free to feel you're free to be you at Terrapin, not just because you love weed, but because at Terrapin, weed loves you back. Terrapin, flower to the people. I have to say it that way every time now, right? Flower to the people. This is Chris Fusley, owner of the Blake Street Tavern. Want to book a party during football season? There are 18,000 reasons to pick the Blake Street Tavern. That's how many square feet we have on the corner of Park and Blake. 18,000 square feet, three bars, and a beer garden with a 6 by 10 foot TV. And our food and underground social games room were voted the best in town by Westward Magazine. If only the men of Orange's quarterbacks checked that many boxes. It's the Blake Street Tavern, where Denver watches sports. All right. The Denver Broncos. Do not hit the panic button on the Denver Broncos. At least not yet, okay? I know they lost to the Ravens. They got their butt kicked by the Ravens. A lot of us saw that coming, guys. We did. We saw this coming. We said the Broncos would most likely be 3-1 and one after four games. This isn't really a shock to us. Now, the way the Broncos lost is a little bit of a shock. You know, they kind of got kicked in the teeth by the Ravens. It didn't look very clean. Now, this is what Vic Fangio said after the game. We're on to the next game. You can't have a hangover from this game. And he's absolutely correct. It's like a quarterback. Every time he throws an interception, he has to forget that he just threw an interception in the sense of he can't play scared. You can't constantly be thinking about, I'm going to throw an interception on this. You just got to move forward and do what you know how to do. This is what I tell my kids all the time. And you might want to write this down. You can't learn how to win until you've learned why you lost. Write that down. Okay? That's the thing. I know we want the Broncos to be undefeated every single year. But it's just not a logical thing. We knew the Broncos were going to lose eventually. They won the three games that we knew they would win. Then we knew that the Ravens would be a more difficult opponent. We knew this. We cannot freak out that the Broncos lost, albeit was not a pretty loss either, that they lost to the Ravens. We can't. Now, if, the, if they come out, if the Denver Broncos come out and lay an egg against the Steelers and don't learn from their mistakes, then I'll start to be concerned, okay? But right now, I'm not quite ready to hit the panic button on the Denver Broncos. I'm not. I want them to win every single game, but it's not logical. They cannot learn how to win until they learn from their losses. Okay? What the Broncos need to do now is put on their big boy pants, correct their mistakes, 
then head to Pittsburgh and beat the snot out of that bearded stump and the Steelers. That's right, Big Ben. I called you a bearded stump. (laughs) Big Ben is a steamy pile of hot garbage right now. And the Broncos need to capitalize that on that. If the Broncos don't beat the Steelers, I'll start to make my way towards that panic button because I don't think the Steelers are a good team. I think the Broncos are a better team than the Steelers. Big Ben is washed up. He seems to be washed up. Capitalize on that. Beat the Steelers. You have to. You have to beat the Steelers. You got to bounce back. Okay? You got to. Again, write this down. You can't learn how to win until you've learned why you lost. Okay? You're welcome. Make that a t-shirt. Something. I don't know. Make it a goddamn Hallmark card. Send it out to, you know, all the Broncos or something. I'm sure they'd love to get that. With a bouquet of flowers. Ah, beautiful. Anyway, so in conclusion, don't be a dick to your wedding photographer. Because otherwise, they're going to fuck you over. If you're going to be an asshole, they're going to be an asshole right back at you. Because guess what? Not everybody's going to sit there and take it. Don't be a dick. Don't be a dick and then be surprised when somebody's a dick back to you. That always surprises me. You're a complete asshole to somebody, and then they they stand up for themselves. And then you're like, whoa, what the fuck, bro? No, that's what happens. When you're an asshole to somebody, somebody's going to stand up to you. And good for that photographer for deleting all those wedding photos because you were being an asshole groom. And I'm sure the the bride was right there with him. And and then here's this. Enough. If you're out there dating, enough. Quit looking for perfection. Once you stop looking for perfection, that's when you're going to find happiness. Wow, this is like the Hallmark episode. That could be a a card or a poster. I could be a poster on the wall of somebody's room. Somebody make that a poster with the DeHuff Uncensored podcast logo and then blow it up and we'll just start plastering it in like classrooms or something. Boom. Or police stations because a lot of the people there might not be too happy. They might be looking too hard for perfection. Next thing you know, you know, smoking meth. (laughs) I don't think that's the proper avenue to doing drugs, but you never know. You never know. And also, don't freak out on the Denver Broncos. Not yet. Not yet. If the Broncos lose to the Steelers, then, then we might want to start hitting the panic button, okay? But let's not do that quite yet. Not yet. I mean, shoot. There's a lot that goes into a game. And sometimes you just get punched in the face and you just can't react. Bad coaching? Yeah, that could be a factor. Sometimes people just got your number and they just kick your ass. It's reality. But, like I said, you got to put your big boy pants on. And you need to learn from your mistakes. If you don't learn from your mistakes, then I got a problem. If you go out there and do the same shit again, worry about the wrong things, Fangio, then there's a problem. But right now, 
letting it slide. Okay? Disappointed that you lost. Okay, Broncos? Very disappointed in you. Here's the thing. Put on your big boy pants. Go learn from your mistakes and beat the shit out of the Steelers. Okay? There we go. Thank you. You're welcome. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast, however you're listening or watching. Just click on that subscribe button. Then go ahead and share it if you're able. Thanks so much to Burns and McCoy. You got to check them out at burnsandmccoy.com. Thanks so much to Blake Street Tavern. I love Blake Street Tavern. They're on 23rd and Blake in downtown Denver. You got to check them out. Amazing food, amazing atmosphere. Blake Street Tavern. I love them. And thank you so much to Terrapin Care Station. Go to terrapincarestation.com. That's spelled T-E-R-R-A-P-I-N, carestation.com. And you're going to enjoy their website. they got a lot of great products on there. So go ahead, check them out at terrapincarestation.com. It's the Huff Uncensored. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Truly appreciate you guys. Let's keep moving forward. Talk to you next time.